Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's three o'clock on Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. This is completely BS. This is shame. They had to win tonight. If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. <laughs> Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're getting ready for the NFC-AFC Championship games, but we're also figuring out where the Falcons are going to go as they continue the interview process. Mike Vrabel in town to interview today uh, for mm. the vacant job. Um, if you're wondering, Dukes and Bell, who has an edge in this whole thing? We don't know. If anybody's telling you they know, they're lying. We, we don't know. Um, we like certain guys more than other guys. Right. We hope they go in a certain direction. But right now, I don't know. I mean, like, the, the crazy thing is, Mike, the Slovic thing um, today when, when that got out about him getting a second interview, and I think people are surprised. You shouldn't be. Listen, his dad was a coach. He's got great pedigree. Mike mentioned it, you know, just a just a hair away from the Shanahan tree. Right. It's very similar to Mike McDaniel. I mean, it really is. The way he made his move to Miami, it's very similar. So, um, you know, Raheem got his second interview. There's a bunch of guys that are in this mix, but in this pool. But, but if you're saying right now, here's the guy that has the edge, I don't know if that's the case. And, and Josh Kendall came on last hour and he said, look, I still right now, if you're a betting guy, if we were in Vegas, right, and they had this bet, it would be Belichick versus the field. Right. Right. That's what it would be. And most people, when whenever Tiger Woods was at his prime and you go, Tiger Woods to the field, and everybody, what would you do? The field, because right. you're betting that twenty eight or thirty guys are gonna play better than Tiger Woods, and more times than not, didn't happen. Not in his right. prime. And so if I was a betting man right now, Mike, in Vegas, and I had a hundred dollars to put down, right. is it Belichick or the field? I'm gonna maybe this is wishful thinking on my part. I'm gonna say the field, but if I was if you if you're gonna put a gun to my and please don't put a gun to my head. If we're at Caesar's Palace, you gave me five hundred, I'd say Belichick. You put it on Belichick. I think Arthur's just locked into Belichick and I think that and again, if this is Rich's if Rich's role is as he described, he's doing some good service. He's doing God's work by giving Arthur Plank every other possible alternative. <laughs> you had to put it that way. <laughs> well, for me it is. For me it is. I I'm with, I would bet the field. I just think there's so many other guys that have come into the mix now. The focus was and has been on Belichick, but I think whatever you th- whatever you needed to find out about him, you've got. Whatever it was, Mike, that you needed to figure out about him. And and again, if it was just this, do you want to be able to pick all the groceries and have full personnel control? Yes, I do. Okay, we've got that now. We know right. what you want. 
Yeah, now, if Harbaugh maybe – I don't know. For, who's the general manager in uh, in Los Angeles? Who do the Chargers uh, well, hire? Telesco just Telesco left. just went to the Raiders, which is a ballsy move, too, by the way. He, like, he did a really nice job at drafting, and just, there were some injuries, some other things. And the coach – they hired the wrong coach. Staley was a nitwit. We all know this. But in the case of uh, us, does, does Harbaugh maybe say, yeah, I can work with Fontenot? Or does Harbaugh, you know, come as my way or the highway? I want total control. If I'm going to do the NFL, I can always go back to Michigan. I'm going to I'm gonna do the things I wanted to do. I could have had San Francisco back in the Super Bowl if I had been able to do the things I wanted to do. It, yeah, which maybe what he says. Look, big ego. We get this. All these guys have big egos, dudes. I mean, come on. I just don't think you should be frightened of Harbaugh. These guys are, oh, here's uh, uh, the cheating. Really? We're still bringing that up? Come on. That's like Belichick. Come on. Dude, they're winners. At the end of the day, they're winners. But uh, but he's won lately, and I think his approach to the quarterback would be better than Belichick's, and that's all we want in this town anyway. Defense will be fine. Yeah, defense is going to be just fine. Tyler Sullivan's going to join us in less than 10 minutes. We'll talk all things about these games coming up on Sunday. Two games, guys, and then we're on to the Super Bowl. And then the season's over. <laughs> I, I got to be honest, about it. this Saturday, and Mother Nature's just messing. We're going to rain this weekend. Yeah. Can't play golf. Yeah. You know, you can't do what you want. So that's, I mean, Saturday, there is no NFL. Let me repeat that. There is no football this Saturday. This is when the hurting starts. It does. You start to really consider, like, okay, what am I going to be doing when this is done? But we do get those games on Sunday. All right, Tyler Sullivan's on the way. Let's get to an NFL. Blues! Welcome to the NFL. On Dukes and Bell. Three o'clock hour brought to you by Status Truck and Trailer Repair, driven by excellence, building successful partnerships. It is Dukes and Bell on a Wednesday, guys, as we talk about what's going on around the NFL. Can I hear John Harbaugh talk about it's time to win the AFC title game? This is the first time they've hosted, guys. This was in the post game on Saturday. Listen to Harbaugh. It's meaningful, you know, and now we got to get to work and go win it. You know, that's really that, that's the uh, that's the challenge. Yeah, I I give them the edge. I know they're a three and a half point favorite as we speak. I still think it's a three point game. I think they're they're hedging right there a little bit, Mike. But it's just hard for me to say Patrick Mahomes won't won't be in this game. If the Ravens win, it won't surprise me. But are they going to win by four or more? Yeah, we're going to talk about this one. I know you're already on, you're already on Kansas City. Uh, no, I'm on uh, I'm on the Lions. On the Lions seven. in that one, getting seven. So got hey seven. Yeah, man, I just feel that uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes in this environment. Look, you went to Buffalo, and I know that Ravens. It's it's very similar but different. It's it's going to be raucous. I think it's going to be bananas. But you, you, do you trust Lamar Jackson? I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan. I'd love to. We said this, I think, Monday or Tuesday. Want to see the best players get to the biggest stage. Yeah. Would love to see Lamar make it all the way. But, man, you know, him and Munkin, putting, putting the work in. What about Todd Munkin, dude? Can you imagine right. winning back-to-back college championships and then going up there and winning a Super Bowl the next yeah. year? And a couple guys asked us the other day, sidebar to our conversation here about why Munkin's not getting more action. He was linked to, uh, it was the uh, the Patriots. Sorry, no, the, uh, it was the Panthers. And I think the other one might have been the Commanders or the Chargers. He's a very dry personality. You've heard about, you know, remember when he did get to speak, when Kirby let the guy speak before SEC championship or national championship semifinals? I don't know. Is Munkin a low-energy guy? Low energy, like Jeb Bush. I don't know. But he's a genius. I know that. And he's been a head coach at the college ranks at Southern Miss. Yeah, I uh, I know this, Mike. He's done a hell of a job with that offense. It's certainly better. And Lamar, again, will be collecting another MVP. Let's hear Kyle Shanahan. We talked about Brock Purdy's hands yesterday, which got us into weird conversations. Here is Kyle Shanahan on his inaccuracy in the rain. I mean, I think it did a little bit with the – I mean, I think a couple, you know, even just watching um, watching Love, too. You know, watch the first play of the game that he had on that swing route, the ball slipping. 
um, thrown in front of the guy, and there's a couple that got him. So there's definitely a few that got Brock, a few that he probably just missed trying to throw around a guy so it doesn't get tipped, um, and a couple that you just can't explain that just do happen. You usually have a couple in the game, but then you had a couple more with weather and a couple more just um, not being exactly on on the throw, and uh, he had a few too many of them, but. Like Shanahan's honesty, not sugarcoating it. You know, just tell it like it is. Yeah, I pretty, some pretty bad throws. There were some bad throws. I just don't know how he bounces back. I mean, he should be good. By the way, this whole thing, if you're buying into the Lions having to be outdoors, guys, it's not like they're going to Buffalo, okay? It's not, it's, this is not, they're going, not, not going to Philly right now. They're going to San Francisco. Yeah, you may say it's outdoors, but Mike, that's a different animal if you had to go to the Northeast to play with snow and rain and all. I don't think that's going to play a factor in this as much as people right. are, are talking about because they've been inside for the last right. few weeks. More guys are concerned with how the moist moisture would affect. <laughs> Here you go. Would affect Brock Purdy if, if you do get some wet conditions in Santa Clara. By the way, last time the Lions played the 49ers, it was at Kizar Stadium for the NFC Championship in 1957. Wow. And for those who don't know, Kizar Stadium, if you remember the movie Dirty Harry, that's where Harry Callahan shoots the Zodiac Killer and tries to get the information. Tortures him, remember? The Zodiac that's, Killer, man, I hadn't seen that movie in forever. Yeah, that's but that's that was that's what the character was based on okay. in Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry, saying, I want my lawyer, I want my rights. He's, Pow! Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's Kizar Stadium. Just I read that today, and I was like, wow, there's a little movie reference for you, Oren. Go but, ahead, make, make my day. <laughs> so now will Debo Samuel make 49ers fans' day? Availability uh, is a major storyline this week. He did not practice or is not practicing today. X-rays we talked about negative on the shoulder. Uh, they were worried about you know the hairline shoulder injury, that be the, the fracture being re-aggravated. Is he playing? He's not practicing right now, so he's not. Pra- but they say Mike, that's a big deal. It's a huge deal for that offense. Everything kind of flows through him. On the other side of the uh, conference, uh, Isaiah Pacheco also not practicing today for Kansas City, but says he will go on Sunday mm. early game. Uh, let me hear Mike Evans talk about Baker Mayfield. Is he going to be back as the quarterback of the Bucks? They're in our division. Mike Evans, I think he's going elsewhere because they may not pay him, but here's what he said about Baker. Baker's a hell of a player, and he showed everybody that he's criminally underrated. And, uh, you know, I was happy when we signed him. Uh, I knew he'd be a great player for us. Criminally underrated. A strong word. Good name for a band. And now, criminally underrated. <laughs> strong words. I mean, I don't know about criminally, Mike, but yeah, I mean, it's I think, good. I think that Baker, what about Baker, right? I yeah. mean, he's, he's created some of his own atmospheres where some people said, you know, he was own, his own worst enemy. The, remember Bo Morgan on the morning shift when he was our producer, he used to argue about all the multiple coordinators and the turnover the coaching How can position. I forget, Mike? <laughs> he's, hey, you give him good coach, he's going to be good. <laughs> and so there you know who I am? I'm Squid Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so him and that Canales guy, you know, if, I'm, if yeah. I'm Baker, maybe you stay with Canales. He's getting more out of you. I don't know. Or you're just playing with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And that also helps. Maybe Bo had on his sunglasses today. I don't know. You remember that whole bit? Yeah, the aviators. The aviator. I just put my aviators on. And his uh, his Gucci bag. I oh. got my Gucci bag. And that ain't no <laughs> Canal Street ripoff Gucci bag. That's real Gucci. By the way, did we ever clarify how big this bag is? We did not clarify. Yeah. No. I mean, a real Gucci bag is some loot. Yeah, I mean, apparently. Well, now, yeah, and for those of you, if you don't know, when I say Canal Street, that's Chinatown in New York. But that, that would, if you see Gucci and his three C's, that would be a good tip. <laughs> but you got to look really close. Yes. You might get away with that's it. That's a tip that is not legitimate. <laughs> it's Dukes and Bell, NFL Blitz, brought to you by Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at Priority Men's Medical. While we're talking about the morning shift, check them out, guys. Six to nine, right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The Steakhouse as well. Mm. Right after they get done, Andy and Randy, and then we pop on. It's the best, best lineup in the city. Come on, man. You know what time it is. Hey, as we're talking about the Bills, Mike, Brandon Bean says that he still sees Stephon Diggs as the number one receiver. Quote, 
He's the number one guy. I firmly believe it. Not wavering off of that. Right. We have to continue to put weapons out there and continue uh, you know, to not let teams bracket him. And, and this is, gets back to, remember, last season Diggs was complaining at the end of the year about right. not getting the ball. He had a big drop in the last game. But the fact is, I guess Brandon Bean, the general manager, is still sold that he's the guy. Well, I mean, when you look at look at the numbers, I mean, this guy is just putting up some crazy numbers. Again, another 1,100-yard year receiving, eight touchdowns. It just the thing that uh, if you take and what fans do, just like, you know, with – with Odell Beckham, when you're on a boat with your shirt off in Timberlands, and then you go in and you catch like four balls for I'm 11 yards. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. <laughs> in a playoff. I'm on. <laughs> you're at Kinko's making copies. I'm, I'm on, on a, a boat, boat wearing flippy floppies. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. The, when you don't put up the numbers and people see you and all they were, if you don't watch Buffalo all year, I heard Dix is being a real pain in the arse in preseason. And then you don't respond and make the big catches. He, like, he's still their number one receiver. There's no you – know, Gabe is, is solid, but he's the guy. He's the guy. Hey, what do you think about Cliff Kingsbury interviewing for the OC job with the Eagles? Yeah, that's interesting. That's it. And watch, watch your back there, Sirianni, because if he does a great job, you know, that's, that's, the, you think that's he, the rub. You think, you think he can work with Jalen? Yes. Yeah. I think he's going to get more out of Jalen. I think Jalen really missed – was it Shane Steichen? Yep. And I think that you're going to that's, – that's, that's the best thing that Jalen Hurts could hope for. Coming up. Tyler Sullivan, CBS Sports, his thoughts on the AFC and NFC championship games, the keys, and more. Coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And nothing looks better than a black Louie with black aviators walking on that plane. This is Jim Rome with the CBS. Coming up, yeah, man, no man's on the way. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're getting ready for the AFC-NFC Championship Games, and nobody better to talk to than Tyler Sullivan. Love his work, CBS Sports. And, Tyler, as uh, we're sitting here, I know you're probably taking in maybe these pressers as well. Brock Purdy speaking to the media today. I already saw Jared Goff talking uh, about, you know, going back out to California. I want to start with this game because the pressure is on the 49ers. And after they played so poorly, specifically Brock Purdy, do you expect him to bounce back? Well, if you check the weather forecast, it doesn't look like it's going to be rainy in <laughs> on Sunday. So he might be able to get his hands around the ball. So hopefully, for his sake, that forecast remains to be clear. I think this is going to be a great game. You know, a, a lot of attention is being paid, obviously, to the quarterback matchup in the AFC, but I think this one is so fascinating because, like you were saying, all the pressure is on San Francisco here, and if all of a sudden they slip a little bit and Detroit is able to get the better of them and advance the Super Bowl, well, all this Cinderella story about Brock Purdy is now going to start crashing down, and we're going to have to start having some real questions about him going forward. Obviously, last year had the injury, but this year now, back-to-back bad performances, if we see some turnovers, that offseason narrative is going to get going. Right on. And uh, it doesn't get any easier if Debo Samuel's not out there, who really does seem to be the guy that everything kind of flows through. Yeah, for, totally true. And he's not practicing today. At least that's what Kyle Shanahan said. He did also note that he feels better. So I guess we'll see how that goes throughout the week. But they're an entirely different offense when they have all of their guys going, obviously. You know, you have Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey. That's pretty good and mm. second to none in the NFL. So you, you take a piece like him out, obviously what Debo is able to do out of the backfield and the slot as a traditional receiver on the outside, it just completely changes how you move offensively, especially when you're going up against the team in the Detroit Lions who have been much better this year on against the run. So if all of a sudden, you know, Christian McCaffrey is kind of a game breaker, no matter what matchup proof, but if 
things are starting to really hurt themselves in the running game and you have to force Brock Purdy to pass, having Debo Samuel out there is massive. We're talking with our guy Tyler Sullivan, CBS Sports, covers the NFL. Um, as far as Kyle Shanahan, he's been so close. Like, how does he exercise, as Mike likes to say, those demons <laughs> right. if, uh, you know, he's not able to get over this hump? Because now what are we talking about, Tyler? Three of the last four years they've been in this game. Yeah, it just seems like they can't get over the hump. And, and you know what it is, too? A lot of it, the injury bug, it keeps biting them. I mean, we're just talking about Debo Samuel now. It feels like Kyle Shanahan can't get a healthy roster in an NFC championship game. It, you know, and again, there's, there's other pieces to that puzzle as well. But obviously, you get so close last year, you feel like you're, you're ready to roll, and all of a sudden, Brock Purdy blows out his whatever it was, his UCL, his elbow. And now this one, you have your top wide receiver in Debo Samuel is questionable for this game, it feels like. But to me, I don't believe that it's anything Kyle Shanahan is necessarily doing. I, I think that he is this one of these top head coaches in the NFL, and I think this is going to be a great matchup in terms of offense versus offense. And this matchup that the 49ers have, I know I just mentioned that the, the Detroit Lions have been great against the run. They're not good against the pass. So you know, as much as we're talking about the questions about Brock Purdy, I actually think he's going to have smooth sledding in this game when he's dropping back to throw the football. I think that George Kittle in particular is going to have a big game. The, the Lions haven't been great against tight ends this year. I think Kittle has a big game. I think he could be an X factor. Yeah, we're, we're used to Shanahan, guys, as we're talking with Tyler Sullivan from CBS Sports, covers the NFL. You know, he, he just seems like a master, you know, chess you know, chess master, and all the pieces on the board he's going to find a way. If they don't win, it's going to be party, just like they didn't win the Super Bowl because Garoppolo couldn't deliver the ball mm-hmm. when he needed yeah. to. So moving yeah, on, I think that's, that's, that's totally true. Moving on to the AFC, I mean, we love Lamar. We've always been on Lamar Jackson's, uh, you know, side. And uh, I just want to see this guy get to the next level. We love Todd Munkin. Is this the year they finally break through and this guy gets to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think it is. And you know, and I say that cautiously because it's tough to really just definitively count out Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously, because they are. He is the great eraser. They can have. A, wide receivers dropping the football all over the field and somehow you look up and they're in it in the AFC championship game so it's just it doesn't matter it almost feels like it's very similar you go back to the Brady Belichick days they think that you know that team doesn't have it and they're in the AFC championship so you know every year this guy's a starter he's in the AFC championship but I do believe this is the year for Baltimore I have them winning this game and it's because as much as we want to talk about Lamar Jackson I love the dude I mean you know Geez, 100 yards rushing, two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns last week. Just an absolutely stellar performance. I think the X factor in this game is going to be that defense that's been so good for Baltimore all year long. I think Roquan Smith is going to be a big factor in this game, stopping Isaiah Pacheco in the ground. And if you can stop the ground game, that rough and tough ground game that the Kansas City Chiefs have, and you force Patrick Mahomes to try to get it, to Travis Kelsey, who's going to be covered by Kyle Hamilton, the Raven star safety. And then you're leaning on uh, Rasheed Rice and Michael Hardman. We <laughs> saw what that happened last Whoops. week where you're fumbling out of the end zone. I think that they could have some trouble there. Yeah, and, and you know what else, Tyler? I think the Ravens linebackers, listen, I know the 49ers may have the best linebacking core in the NFL, but they can run. And I don't think all that scrambling we've seen Patrick Mahomes get away with they can limit that. That's the other thing that I think going into this game. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's that's a great point. And, you know, I was doing some research for this game, specifically talking about Roquan Smith and the level of his impact in this game and what he's been able to do 
particularly well. And I was looking at this specifically for the running game, but I think this applies as well in terms of scrambling quarterbacks like Mahomes tends to do. Obviously, he's not Lamar Jackson, but he can rip off that 25-yard scramble, keep plays alive. What Roquan Smith has been able to do is really limit plays on the outside. These running backs have not been able to get the edge and really turn up field on either side this season. That's what Isaiah Pacheco does particularly well, and I think that's going to be a, a key mismatch here where Roquan Smith can come in side to side and really limit the outside run game, but also limit those extending plays from Mahomes, him moving on to the outside, kind of turning up field, keeping those plays alive with his legs. I think Roquan Smith could actually be a key factor in stopping that as well as the run. Pacheco, by the way, we mentioned earlier, not practicing today with Kansas City. And, you know, Edwards Alaire, just not the same kind of, you know, guy out there. It's uh, Tyler Selvin from CBS Sports. Uh, by the way, a lot of points in both games. Uh, we like to gamble on these. Uh, a lot of points in both. Hit the over. Yeah, I, I think so. I think more in the Detroit and San Francisco game. I don't know so much in that game with the, with the Baltimore Ravens and Kansas City Chiefs. I actually think that you might be able to keep the Chiefs around 20 and I think that could do it. I mean, you just look at what this Ravens team has been able to do defensively at home this season. They've, they've been dynamite. And if I, like I'm saying, if Kyle Hamilton shuts down Travis Kelsey, I don't know which way they go with Patrick Mahomes. I thought Rasheed Rice was a little hobbled in that game last week. He didn't look 100%. So if all of a sudden you have the top wide receiver not 100%, Travis Kelsey blanketed by Kyle Hamilton, you can't run the football because you have Roquan Smith in the middle of that defense, they might have some problems scoring. Right, unless, uh, you know, Valdez Scanley starts pulling stuff out of his tuchus like he did last week. Yeah. By the way, Ravens Chiefs, it's 44 and a half, so 24-21 would put you over, and it's 50 and a half for 49ers Lions. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think you go over there with the Lions. Tyler, I want to ask you this, because this is down the road for us. So obviously, we're in Atlanta, and, you know, we're searching for a new head coach, but I know you're all over the league and, and watching this. Do you think executives around the league view Justin Fields as a franchise-caliber quarterback? Because a lot of people here believe that whoever gets this job, that might be in the offering. And the Bears, if they decide to move on from him, they're not getting a first-round pick in return, right? That's a second or third. But what's the view there? What do you hear about Justin? Yeah, I think that he can be a quarterback that you win with. I, I don't know if you want to talk – you know, when we talk about franchise quarterback, it's kind of a, a, a wide array of what that could mean. Does that mean he is Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen? I don't know if he's in that, you know, that has the ceiling to get there, but I think he's certainly in that echelon, in that category of you could easily get to an NFC title game with him. I think that if you build the roster like what we're seeing in Detroit and in San Francisco, if you build rosters around these quarterbacks that may not be those elite, elite guys, you can still make it very deep into the playoffs. And I think that Justin Fields has that talent that you could build a team around him that caters to his strengths and gets to a point where you are seriously deep in a playoff run. So I do believe that that's possible for a guy like him. And, and as you're, you're pointing out there, I think that Atlanta's a great spot for him. Obviously, they're looking for a quarterback. Right. And the Chicago, yeah, you would, in all other situations, you probably would keep that guy around. You, it's kind of a rare instance where you have this top number one overall pick and where you're picking, there's a generational quarterback prospect in there. You probably lean that way, especially if you're going to re, you know, redo the whole offense with a new offensive coordinator in Chicago. Obviously, Matt Eberflus is staying. So they're kind of in a weird spot. And a guy like Justin Fields typically would stay with an organization like that. But if he shakes loose, yeah, that's a team. Atlanta, I feel like you could 
bring in for less than a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. And there is an upside there where you could certainly have that quarterback for the next four, five, six, seven years. One last thing, uh, Tyler, we're with you. Now that would all dependent on getting the right coach, too. If you got a guy like Harbaugh in here, which maybe seems like a pipe dream, man, that would be something. What is Kirk Cousins going to command in free agency if he does test? Because I know guys are making 45, 50 mil. What's he going to – it's less time for him to cash in. What's it going to cost? Yeah, no, I think it's going to be around that if north of 40 per season. I don't think it's going to be a long contract, obviously, because where he is in his career and his age and all of that. But – I still think you're looking – I mean, listen, Daniel Jones is getting $40 million annually. I think everybody would rather Kirk Cousins at this point than Daniel Jones. So you're going north of 40. You're looking at 45. I, mean, I don't know if you're knocking on the door at 50, but you're talking about a guy in Kirk Cousins who's been very savvy with his contracts throughout his career. And so you're going to be looking at guaranteed money, and it's not going to be one of these contracts where – oh, yeah, you're going to find, oh, it's $50 million annually. But really, if you look past that, you trim the, the salary cap, this, that, and the other, it's really not that bad. It's going to be a significant financial investment for whatever team takes him on, whether it's Atlanta or you go down the list of these quarterback-needy teams. You're going to have to fork over some money for Kirk Cousins for sure. Tyler, this just in, the Dolphins and Vic Fangio have mutually agreed to part ways. He was the D.C. for one season. The whole Notion was you were going to pair a veteran guy, okay, with a first-time head coach in Mike McDaniel. Do you know what happened there? What's going on? Anything? Yeah, you know, it's just coming down now, just trying to process it in real time. Interesting, because it's one of those things you say, okay, you know, all right, you thought that he was going to come in and kind of fix this this defense, and one of the reasons why I like them to possibly win the division this year, and obviously came came ridiculously close, came to last week. I, I do find it to be just, again, instant kind of gut check. Wow, kind of a missed opportunity because you had all the pieces in place. You, Jalen Ramsey, you acquire in the offseason, all of a sudden he gets hurt, misses the first chunk of the year. Down the stretch, you lose guys like Bradley Chubb and go down the list. And it felt like the pieces were there, but they never really came to fully see the puzzle. And so we'll see what happens. Obviously, see what, you know, maybe it's a, a situation where another opportunity comes about. Maybe that's what he's probably looking at. Who, it remains to be seen. But ultimately, just from the big picture, Miami tenure for Vic Fangio, kind of a missed opportunity because all of those injuries. Yeah, they averaged out just about 12 points a game their last three games, including the playoffs. That offense sputtered. I know everybody wants to get on Fangio, but you're right. Hey, we got 20 seconds. Is it Belichick? Is it Harbaugh? Or none of the above for Atlanta? I would say none of the above. I don't necessarily think it's Bill Belichick because if you're the Atlanta Falcons, I almost look at it from a Bobby Slowick standpoint. If you're going to bring in a young quarterback like Justin Fields or draft somebody at number eight if they fall to you, I'd much rather have the young, offensive-minded guy than a dude like Harbaugh or mm. Belichick who kind of wants to blow it up and do it his own way. Cool. Great stuff, Tyler. Appreciate you as always, man. Uh, and reader stuff, guys, CBS Sports. Take care, Tyler. Enjoy the games. Thank you. All right, guys, coming up, yeah, man, no man's on the way. We'll get some college football conversation in the 4 o'clock hour and more on what we just talked about with Tyler. This coaching carousel continues, and there are guys who are interviewing, including today, Mike Vrabel with the Falcons. It's Dukes and Bell. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. He's the former MVP of his high school football team. Not really. From New Jersey. The Cavs are here. And gives rapid fire questions. Here's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Chris Thomas. 
Curdle is out today. Big O's filling in, doing all the things. He is our engineer and our executive producer, which means he's got yeah, man, no man today. Big O, what's going on? Not a whole lot, guys. I uh, woke up this morning and saw some news that kind of touched me in a, in a very interesting spot. I was a bit mm. conflicted about this. Uh, one of my favorite artists, favorite artists of all time, is going on tour and going to be playing some dates here in Atlanta. And I'm sitting there kind of wondering, like, will I? Will I go see this person play? Andre 3000. What? Is going to be touring in Atlanta amongst other stops across the country, bringing his flute from his new album, Blue Moon's, a uh, new moon's, excuse me, New Blue Sun. Okay. So he's going to be performing the album in its entirety. Right. At venues. He'll be at Variety Playhouse. But as, as a floytist. As a floytist. He'll be at Variety Playhouse for three dates. And he'll be at center stage for a date at the end of this month. Right. Tickets start at $79. Those are all gone. So if you want to go and see him, it's going to cost me about two fifty dollars a pop to go and watch Andre 3000 play a flute <laughs> at Variety yeah. Playhouse. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that. I, uh, stage? Isn't center that stage right down the street. Yeah. I was going to say. So he's doing smaller venues. I looked it up. There's one spot he's doing, a Masonic Temple in Los Angeles. Okay. That seats 150 people. So these are very small, very intimate gatherings he's doing. He had his uh, network television mm. debut, I guess, uh, last night or the night before last All on right. Colbert, where he did the uh, he played he w- played one of his songs. Yeah, and it was uh, up there with a the stage, had a backing band, and had some, wow. some candles and some man, well, I guess smoking well, incense going. But yeah, Andre three thousand going to be touring. Well, I mean, I, I think knowing that he's playing the flute variety playoffs is the proper venue because it's rather intimate. <laughs> uh, did see the cult there about five or six years ago. It was unbelievable. It's a cool spot. It's a great spot. It really is a great spot to chill. You can stand. They have like the railings. You can stand back there. You don't have to be uh, and up on front. Of course, not that there'll be much of a mosh pit if you're playing flute. I agree. I mean, this, I don't know, man. This I, is a chill yeah, show. Um, yeah. I, Very chill. But but here's the deal. If you connect with an artist. Right. And and again, he's not going to do, hey, yeah. That would be right. hilarious. He's, that was the encore. He just can't. Yeah. I'll, I'll play some, some old Outcast stuff for you guys. How about right. that? But, but if you connect with an artist, you, you got to go see him. I mean, the deal is when this album came out, and we asked you, I didn't hear it until Even you told me. Even when it's an me. incredibly self indulgent project. I know, but like, if, but I know what he means to you. Like, yeah. I know what Outcast, I get it, but it's not Outcast. It's actually, you know, Andre's thing. Correct. I say you got to go, man. I, I just say you got to right. go. I'm going to say no, you don't go. Uh, real quick, uh, years ago, 07, Van Halen got back together, which was sure. great. Then I drove to L.A. with Munson, okay. and we saw Social Distortion, which is a Southern California punk band. We go to House of Blues in Hollywood. We're like, we get in there early. We knew the bouncer. We're sitting at the bar. I'm like, what's with the stools on the, on the stage? Oh, yeah, they're going to do an acoustic set. What? <laughs> the freaking punk rock band. <laughs> and I'm literally, you got it. It's the most unpunk yeah. thing ever. So These guys like, with acoustics. Yeah. I mean, five songs that then originally kicked in, but no, do not, based on that, I say don't do it. Well, okay. but you know, going, he's not, I mean, well, he might. I mean, Drake, who, who knows? I mean, you know, he, it's he, a better than not good chance that he's going to do anything so correct, non-flute. Correct. And so I'm just saying, if you know in your heart, so you showed up not knowing that, I would have been hot too. Yeah. You know before you buy these tickets, I am doing Hello America, my flute album. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, it's called the <laughs> okay. Blue Moon yeah. Sun Tour. Yes, it's that. That's exactly. It's it's just, wait, tour. We have a very special guest, ladies and gentlemen. CeeLo he comes out playing a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that would be cool though. That would be a cool thing to see because I wouldn't expect to CeeLo to come out playing a tuba. <laughs> Even though CeeLo can play the tuba. <laughs> That'd be a very nice image, though. You know, because CeeLo's short and squat, he yes, came out is. with that big old tuba. <laughs> 
Thanks, I, I love Andre. We, look, go see him, man. You know what? You just want them to. You just want Outcast back together, and we're just gonna. They're gonna make us wait. They're gonna make you wait. Oh yeah, but it's all love. I mean, when was right. the when was the reunion they did with the three shows here? Was that 2019? It was 20. No, that was 2014. Uh, oh yeah. God, it's been it's that really long? a decade. Yeah. yeah, that was the three shows they did here, and they three sold out. They cent- sold out in like uh, in minutes. Yeah, Centennial. Right. I got to be honest, when a band's in residency, that's when you're really screwed because they got like 14 days and they're playing forever. You two better not pull this crap on me when I'm out there in Vegas in yeah. February. Well, and, they better be playing what they're supposed to be playing. New editions now, out there. tonight, guys, you two's going acoustic. Yeah. You know, I've always been a big fan of Mac Davis. So I think tonight we're going to. What? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what's in there. What, what's going on I with think them? the wrong night of residency to come out here and see you guys, huh? Yeah. Experimental night. So the Black Crows in New York at Hammerstein Ballroom, same thing. Like, what do you think of the show? Like, if I want to see the Allman Brothers, it goes. How about playing the hits? Can you play Remedy? I'm with you. Oh, that drives play me I, crazy. Play what I want. All right, man. That's a great question. By the way, good to see uh, Dre at mm. least, you know, getting back out there, man. Yeah, getting out there and touring. So we'll see how that is. Ladies and gentlemen, CeeLo on the French horn. It's <laughs> <laughs> my version of Bombs of Baghdad. <laughs> oh, Bombs over Baghdad. This is my version. You know what, though? I would actually like, I'd give that a chance. I'd give that like two, two and a half minutes of a solid listen just because I love yeah. that song so much. Like, just please, That's just give me something. You know give me you, something. You, you got to appreciate a band like ACDC. They're going to play the same freaking 15 songs they've been playing forever. You know what you're getting exactly the, when you the, walk the, in. The only guy I've ever experienced that with with not playing mm-hmm. what I wanted, and I, I may have talked about this, I saw Prince a bunch of times. Right. And when Prince was going through his cymbal phase, yes. he was not playing the hits. He was not playing what you wanted him to play. He was playing the stuff that he just usually recorded. Correct. Yeah. And he he did like literally an hour and 30 minutes of that. Because Sony had the publishing rights, correct. right? Correct. And, yeah. and, you know, we were at the show and, and people were starting to be like, Purple Rain! <laughs> and people were starting to scream, you know, yeah. when doves cry! And he was like, I love you all, but I'm not living in the past anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He kept playing this music that we didn't know. And everybody was like, I love you, dude, but I have no idea what this music is. You can't, because you played a grip for the tickets. You know the drill. Whenever you're an artist, and now something off our new album, grab the beer. All right, it's time for a bathroom break. If it's it's a legacy band, nah, nah, nah. I don't care what you just whipped up last last summer. Unbelievable. All right, let's do one more (laughs) here. It's a great conversation, though, Greg. Um, Mm. Yesterday, USA Basketball released its preliminary 41 names that it's going to pick of its pool to get its 12 for the next uh, next Olympic team. On that list was Trey Young. Grant Hill has some ties with the Hawks, uh, also one of the guys on USA Basketball responsible for picking those 41 names. Okay. He spoke yesterday about the uh, sort of responsibility and uh, how Trey took it upon himself to get to this point where he's on the USA Basketball list right now. You know, I think Trey, obviously, uh, we're excited to have him on that list. And um, – you know, I think, um, you know, he'll be somebody we'll consider. And, um, but um, he, um, one thing I, I did tell him, and I will say this, um, I, I, I thought, you know, he, he was disappointed, obviously, last year. The fact that he was very, took a tremendous amount of courage. And a lot of guys might not be so public. And he was very honest about, um, you know, his disappointment. And um, and so that, in part, is why he's been so good. He's courageous, and um, and uh, and so. But we'll see. I mean, we have, like I said, a lot of a lot of names, a lot of point guards, <laughs> and uh, a lot of tough decisions uh, as we narrow down this roster uh, to twelve. Oof. I mean, that's as 
That should be your boy. Uh, second uh, in assists, ninth in uh, overall scoring, 11th in three-point shooting right now is Trey Young. Draymond Green was left off of this player pool. Yeah, because of the, uh, Grant was very open. He said, mm-hmm. hey, he fits what we want, but there's just some other stuff that he's done this year that we weren't going to put him on the team because of that. Look at him more of a team player. <laughs> Well, they just don't want him choking some European yeah. dude. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, international incident. <laughs> we already choked a European. Well, That's my, true. My, that, well another one. Okay. How's and that? I did nothing to encourage this. I did nothing to deserve that chokehold. I was fearing for my life. I said, I surrender. He did surrender. But Draymond is not going to be on this. By the way, the guys on this list, like, seriously, to get it to 12, right. good luck. I'm just. And you already have guys so like LeBron's going to be a lot, yeah, Steph's right. going to be a lot, KD's going to be a lot. So you're playing for essentially like seven or eight spots. Therese Halliburton is kind of like the point guard guy. Dame's going to be in that mix. It's going it's, yeah. it's to be tough. That's that's Those games, those tryouts, because it's games. I mean, they're not trying out. Right. And how you see to put a team together, because here's the deal. You don't need all the shooters. They're not going to just have shooters. You need guys like right. Trey and Halliburton. The assist guys. You need defense. You, right. So you're putting this team together. But, man, those games are going to be intense. All right. On that note, Oren, hit some flute music. <laughs> nice job. Nice job. All right. Um, coming up, <laughs> we're going to talk more college football. You know, you're going to see Andre play a flute. It's kind of like, Carl, you're going to a barbecue and they're serving only kosher food. You I know, know what I mean? You're just not getting what you want. I, I get it. But this is a very chill atmosphere. All right, uh, we're going to talk you know about my, my anger management. This could be what I need to listen to on the way home from work. Very chill, man. I love jazz. I do, but you got to be in the mood, right? You got to be in the mood for it. Uh, or on mushrooms. <laughs> or something else. All right, we're going to get you caught up on the latest with the hiring uh, situation with our Falcons. They are talking to people as we speak. Who's set to do another interview? Who's not? Is Harbaugh actually coming? We'll tell you next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. 
See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.